Hey y'all, this podcast is meant for mature audiences only and contains strong adult language. So if you are under 18, be out. We discuss our experiences, thoughts, and tips on ethical non-monogamy from the perspective of a black married couple. We smart, but we not experts. So this show is for entertainment purposes only. So whether you working out, driving, or listening to us on your home sound system, enjoy the show. This is the black and kinky lifestyle. But you know what? I wanted to talk about an incident that had happened yesterday. Okay. And it was really deep and heavy, but I don't know if you caught it. No. So we were sitting in our living room and I think it was coming up on our son's bedtime. Mm -hmm. And we are trying to get into the habit of putting him to bed a little bit earlier Every night up until the point at which he starts school. Right. Because he'll have to get up a little bit earlier for school. Mm -hmm. So it came to that point in the night where we weren't sure what time it was, but we knew it was coming up a little bit closer to his bedtime than it usually does. Mm -hmm. Now, you asked me what time it was. I didn't know what time it was. And we have a Google Home in our home. (laughs) Yeah. And so I asked Google, you know, we don't have an Alexa, but it kind of works the same way. Mm -hmm. You say, hey, Google, what time it is or ask it any question and it will respond. And I ask it what time it is and it it ignores me at first. (laughs) Now, it doesn't ignore me. It just did not receive the data. It is it is not a sentient being. Is that what they're called? Mm -hmm. And me knowing this, I respond with frustration anyway. (laughs) And I say, hey, Google, tell me what time it is, bitch. <laughs> and you respond. Do you remember what you said? Don't, some, don't be mean to her or something? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you said, don't call her a bitch. <laughs> and you were serious. You weren't even joking. No. <laughs> like, I was rude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was rude to, to this machine. Mm-hmm. That's how the uh, robots going to rise up and take over. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it, it was a very deep moment because I felt guilty in that moment. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I shouldn't have called her a bitch. <laughs> but so so that's juxtaposed with the reality. Like online, there is a couple of fringe groups mm-hmm. that are really anti-trans. Mm-hmm. And one of the gotcha moments that they've been throwing out at progressive politicians and the LGBT community, the question they ask is, what is a woman? Mm-hmm. And now it's a little bit of a complicated question because now it's not, it's not just that she was born with a certain genitalia or right. she has a certain uh, chromosome pairing. Uh, now it's not as simple as that. If folks are able to identify as a woman based on how they feel, then what is a woman? Mm-hmm. And so it is It is a question that, you know, 20 years ago, people were really able to answer pretty simply. And now you ask a politician that shit and they're like, uh, I don't know. It's like they malfunction. <laughs> like they don't know what to say. Like no yeah. matter what, it's the wrong answer. Right. But it, it, I reflected on this moment mm. and I'm just like, yo, we refer to Google Home as a she. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For many decades now, Mm -hmm. men have been referring to their cars by a gender. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
We refer to inanimate objects all the time based on gender. Mm -hmm. If we could do that, we might as well just let it slide. (laughs) If somebody's presenting as a gender and they just want you to refer to them based on this pronoun, Mm -hmm. like if we could call machines that have no fucking chromosomes, (laughs) no genitalia, like, fuck, fuck. No, I don't know what a woman is anymore, but God damn it. <laughs> if they have the intelligence to tell me they don't want to be referred to as a certain gender pronoun, mm-hmm. then that that's enough. That's all you should fucking need. Yeah. All right. Like, yes, yeah, so if we can gender inanimate objects and have no problem. And, and, and I know there, you know, there are definitely men who will correct you if you do not refer to their vehicle or whatever their prize thing is correctly. Like, if you can do that, like, you can do that for a human being. Right. <laughs> it, it's not that hard. Yeah. It's just I, like, no matter where you are on the political spectrum of this issue, mm-hmm. just 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 know that, like, like understand how silly it is, mm-hmm. because, you know, anyway, that has nothing to do with today's <laughs> episode whatsoever. So let's just get to it. Welcome to the Black and Kinky Lifestyle. I'm the Bomber. And I'm the Poe. And today we're going to talk about why don't we shoot our shot? It's really about that initial approach. You know that initial approach at like a lifestyle event that you might be at. Have you ever seen somebody that you would want to approach in the lifestyle? Like, do you remember the last time that happened? That I approach somebody? Oh, no, no, because that never happened. Right. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying the, you, you saw somebody that you, you found attractive, mm-hmm. but you may never have thought to approach. So, first of all, you never approach. Why don't you ever approach? It never turns out well. I think we've talked about this a little bit, but like if I approach, it just, it, it doesn't turn out well. And it's not because my approach is bad, I don't think, but I don't know if I have to approach, it's just sends things off in a, a bad trajectory um and i just prefer i prefer to be approached than to be the approacher like i just prefer that interaction that is more attractive to me so let's set the stage here <laughs> okay so there are many there are house parties there are clubs mm-hmm. there are resorts and there are people at these places and they look good mm-hmm. and They are across the room. They are sitting at a table. They are on the dance floor. And oftentimes you'll see them and they will look good and they they just shine glistening. And you see them and you are like, damn, I want to get to know that person. Mm -hmm. But you'll say, you know what? Let me think about that for a moment. And you go through your Rolodex of past experiences. (laughs) And what is it that you see that that didn't go so well? Like as you're because you're reflecting on data, right? You're mm-hmm. just looking back and you're like, every time I approach somebody, X happens. Yeah. What is that X? Like either they're just like I have to carry the conversation like they can't engage in a fluent back and forth or 
it just doesn't go anywhere. Not that it has to, but not even like it doesn't go anywhere sexually. Like it just doesn't go anywhere with vibes either. Mm-hmm. Um, What's like your first line typically? Well, it depends. Like it depends on the context. Like, you know, it's like, hey, you know, like your shirt or whatever. Or mm-hmm. like, what are you drinking or something like that? All right. So you start with something open ended, maybe a little compliment. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, you took your notes. You know what to do. You got <laughs> yes. some game. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you come to somebody and you start talking and you ask them, like, what are you drinking? And they tell you what they're drinking and they just don't say anything after that. Yeah. That, that like that awkward silence. Well, if they tell me what I'm drinking, then I'll make, uh, you know, some kind of commentary on that, like try to make a joke or something like that. Right. So so this is all stuff that you can do. You right, have yeah. a toolbox of shit that you yeah. can use. Uh-huh. But you, your concern is that regardless of how you use that toolbox, they aren't bringing anything. Right. And so how does that make you feel when that happens? Like it it makes me feel annoyed and that I'm wasting my time. And that's why I don't do this. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We had posted this question on Twitter, Instagram, and we posted it in our band chat in our private band chat. And what we're going to do is we're going to go through some of the responses that we got. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I also went to Swinger Help and I'm going to link their blog in the description They didn't really talk about like why people don't shoot their shot, but they did have an interesting post on shyness that really did apply well here. Mm -hmm. Shyness is really not what you're talking about, though. No. Because, you know, you're a podcast host, like you're not you're not shy. There are times that I feel shy, though. When do you feel shy? Well, when it's like a new environment and I don't know anybody and, you know, just it, it takes a while to you know, shake that feeling. I understand what you're saying. When we first go into a spot, like mm-hmm. you, you do have that, that shyness a bit, but I feel like after like drink number two, you're usually <laughs> fine. Well, you know, a- alcohol lubricates everything. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, it, but it's interesting that the thing you brought up was like past experience. Mm-hmm. It's, um, I don't know, you're, you're, you're more clued into the behavioral mechanisms there. Is it like conditioning or negative reinforcement we're talking about here yeah it would be positive punishment but yeah okay um but basically there are things that have happened as a result of you approaching people and if it happens multiple times if it happens enough then it discourages you from approaching Mm -hmm. new people i totally get that you know it was interesting i was listening to average swingers and Jay was giving a recap on the last PCAP, but one of the things he said was interesting to me. Mm. He said that he does not ask people to play anymore Mm. at these events because he's tired of being rejected. Oh. Which was a surprise to hear from from Jay. Yeah. Because Jay's so much fun. He's like larger than life. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I could also imagine people saying no to Jay because they might not be ready for Jay. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not really a rejection. It's just like, like... You know, you're like a celebrity and I'm just I'm just here at my little vagina. I don't know if I'm prepared to <laughs> I don't know if I'm prepared to really come correct. Yeah. So I you know but but that was a good example of yeah. like past experience, mm-hmm. you know, getting in the way of really, you know, exploring. And so so that seems to be what you're you're saying. Yeah. Similarly, I don't approach couples sometimes for the same 
the same phenomena is going on. You're um, afraid of rejection? No, 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 no. Oh. I'm not. Af- I'm not afraid of rejection. But e- even though I'm not afraid of rejection, it still doesn't feel good to You're be rejected. Right, yeah. But I'm. I just. I don't fear it. Mm. But what I do get concerned with is wasting people's time because I don't like my time wasted. Mm-hmm. And I think you brought th- you brought that up. Like mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want to waste my time. Yeah. And so. When I see an attractive woman at a lifestyle event, I I see her and I see a lot of attractive women and I have to sit back and wait mm-hmm. because I have to see what her husband looks like first. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you're not wasting your time. <laughs> or I'm not wasting hers. Yeah. So, again, I don't know if she's going to respond well to me or not. I have no idea. Right. That's not the only thing that, that takes my approach away. But in terms of, like, thinking about past experience, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about, okay, there are a lot of experiences I've had where I go up to a woman I'm attracted to, and then her husband comes through, and I know immediately he's not your type. Yeah. But it's not just that, because sometimes, even if a guy isn't your type, it could still be an engaging conversation. Like, mm-hmm. we're not going to play with everybody we approach, right? Usually, right, yeah. we play with maybe like 5% of the people we approach. Mm-hmm. But in these particular scenarios, I want to make sure that the guy can at least be engaging. So, if I'm talking to the chick, you're not just hanging around, like right. wondering, you're not just hanging around experiencing that awkward situation you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. And we've been in enough situations where like the woman is engaging, I'm engaging a woman and the guy is just like, you know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, Yeah, he's just sitting there cl- clueless. Yeah. Right. And that makes you feel awkward. It makes yeah. you feel like not wanted or mm-hmm. something. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do that no more. Like, yeah. I, don't, I really don't want that. Um, and so oftentimes I'm looking at the woman and I'm like, okay, where's her husband at? I'm looking at the husband. And even when he looks good, I still have to keep my eyes on him. I got to see how much is he smiling and, and engaging and, mm-hmm. um, and talking to people and able to be charismatic. I have to watch and see if that's a thing. Mm-hmm. And when I see it, I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. This is cool. Like, even if the, even if Belle isn't attracted to him. This dude is going to engage her. He's going to engage us both. Okay, it's going to be a good opportunity. Yeah. And then I'll approach. Mm-hmm. So some people actually mention this as a reason and we're going to get into it. And there are a few other reasons we didn't bring up. But we also had a couple of people that that had responded by voice message and we'll be hearing from them as well. But I'm also thinking back to past experience whereas, where I didn't approach somebody that mm-hmm. you wanted me to approach. Did that ever happen? I know there's been experiences where we're like, we see somebody and we're like, oh, we want to go talk to them, but we get distracted. Somebody else is talking to us, like stuff happens and we just don't get to them. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, a missed connection or something like that. The vibe just isn't like the, the path to the opportunity just isn't there. Yeah. So were there, were there times where we were talking to a couple or and and I just was not engaging at all. Yeah, that definitely happens. Sometimes you just space out. 
And I can't even explain why. No. <laughs> and I'm just like sitting here, like hearing the conversation, looking at you like, the fuck is going on? <laughs> what do you think about this? Um, what are your thoughts? Sometimes I don't, I don't think it's a spacing out. There's a switch that just turns off and I cannot turn it back <laughs> on. And I apologize for everybody that has witnessed that shit. I, it, it is bizarre. Like, mm. I, I will go from 10 to zero. I just won't say anything. And it has nothing to do with how track, attractive the woman is or how engaging the guy is. I remember one time a guy was just, he was cracking jokes. Like, he was just on it. And I was just off. I wasn't <laughs> saying anything. And his partner probably felt a lot like you have you mm-hmm. felt in, in some of those situations so sometimes people just aren't on their game yo sometimes yeah. people are just like not not all there and and we got to respect when that happens sometimes let's go through some of the responses we got to this because a lot of people in you know gave us responses to this one so we basically ask what it, what is uh what is it that stops you from approaching a couple or single uh that you actually are attracted to so these are people that you actually want to talk to but you for some reason don't approach them so the most common reason had a lot to do with predictably enough insecurities mm-hmm. not your average missus says i think like others have said it's a it's scary to approach someone because you think they are probably too hot to be interested in you if i've interacted with someone and think that they may be interested then i feel better approaching them but getting to that point can be tricky so sometimes you're anticipating how someone will respond to you. I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're anticipating how someone respond to you. And, and if you predict that they'll respond well, then that gives you more confidence. This actually raised an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Do you have like a type that tends to like if you saw them just physically picture them in your mind that you see that's typically attracted to you? What do they look like? I'm not trying to sound like some kind of way or whatever, but I don't know that there's. I don't know that there's a specific type. I think there are a lot of different types of men that are attracted to me. <laughs> She's like, "What nigga? What kind of question was that?" <laughs> so, like, I don't know that I could say like if I you know walk in a room. The but it goes the other way too. Like if I walk in a room. And I see a guy, you know, I'd be like, oh, I know he's going to want me. Like, I I don't just because of how he looks. No, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I could say the same thing. Well, of course not. Well, I wouldn't say, of course not. But yeah. Wait wait a minute. You said it. So what the (laughs) fuck did you what what, what were you talking about? (laughs) Like, could you could you look at a woman and be like, nah, bomber, I don't I don't really think you could get this one, bro. Like, um, I don't know. Yeah, people be surprising you. I I know. Like there there's some chicks that gave up the pussy. I was like, I don't I don't know why you did this. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Right. Uh, like if I see now, this is different. If I see a an interracial couple and the woman is black and kind of thick. There's a 90% chance the husband's going to be into me. Interesting. So you might see the guy and look at his wife and be like, okay, that's a good proxy. That's a good indicator yeah. of where I might be in his frame of attraction. Right. That is really interesting. I didn't think about that, but I think I do that as well. Mm-hmm. So if I'm, you know, if I'm, if I'm checking out a chick and 
and and her husband is walking around with a 10 inch dick then <laughs> i'm probably <laughs> uh i'm 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 gonna be I, I, i'm i'm i might walk up to her but i'm like look, listen i just want to be your friend <laughs> But that's that's actually really important, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, and but it, but that happened. Yeah, it did. <laughs> we played with that couple, and she seemed to enjoy herself. Oh yeah, no, that's happened multiple times where the the chick's husband just looks amazing. Like I'm yeah. like, I don't got that body. I don't know <laughs> if if you're looking for that or better, then I'm just gonna have to sit on the bench for this for this quarter. <laughs> people will surprise you because sometimes people are looking for something a little different you know yeah and that's the thing like you don't know and now black couples that's a toss-up like i'll look at who is he talking to because if he's talking to a lot of white women or a lot of latin women oh, i already know that's a good point so yeah so if he's looking for something a little bit different from the chocolate he goes right. home with every yeah. night that's 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 good so but what if he has a, a white what if he has a white partner? Did you did you mention that? No, I didn't. Then I don't pay him any mind until he pays me some mind. <laughs> okay, all right. So you're not, it's not a sure bet for you. Oh, as not much. at all. Oh, interesting. She's thick, possibly. Okay, okay. If she if she's kind of shapely like you, mm-hmm. so you know it's it's interesting. Sometimes I hold in the back of my head. This is a thought I have when a chick has a husband with like a six pack. Mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe she's just tired of six packs. Maybe she. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not even. I'm not even lying to you. I'm like, I'm like, maybe she's just like, you know what? I had six packs like for for the last twenty years. Like that shit ain't important to me no more. <laughs> This one's from Bed Hoppers UK. Sometimes for me, I think it's that I don't feel worthy of their attention. I guess that's connected to a fear of rejection, but also it's about feeling that they won't be interested in me, but are interested in my partner. Hmm. You ever ever have this one? Um, that I felt like somebody would be interested in you, but not in me. Like part of the couple. Of, I mm-hmm. mean, that definitely happens, but usually when it's when it does happen like i'm also not interested in the other party not feeling worthy not feeling worthy of their attention that's going to come up again mm-hmm. thanks bed hoppers next one insecurities i have no fears about talking to people performing on stage infrastructure of thousands of people walking around new or anything like that but when it comes to talking to someone new with an intent of play i think why would they be interested in me that is not something that comes into my mind and maybe it's because like when i go into a lifestyle event whether it's we're going as bomber and bell or we're going just as ourselves it's like i go in with a mentality of like i'm the baddest bitch in this room (laughs) (laughs) yes i love it so like (laughs) of course they would be interested to talk to me like mm-hmm. and if they're not interested fuck them like <laughs> they're missing out on all of this amazingness oh shit um, damn <laughs> so you know <laughs> but i just that's you know that's how i feel because like for me it's empowering it's empowering it feels you know it makes me feel sexy like i'm getting dressed up i'm looking good like yes i am about to be in here and stop the show and so like being having a feeling of like oh i don't you know i don't know if anybody would want to talk to me and when i talk about my shyness it's just like 
mm, I just I'm not ready to open up to people yet. Mm-hmm. I'm still the baddest bitch in here, but <laughs> like I don't feel like expressing all of that to you yet. Right. Maybe that's why people say they think I'm stuck up. <laughs> you know what? Hey, maybe. But and it's not like I won't talk to pe- it's not like if someone comes up to me, I'll just be like, "Oh, I'm not I'm not going to talk to you." Like I'm going to ignore you. Like, I, I don't do that at all. But it's just like, you know, give me a minute to just get the lay of the land, get warmed up, and then, you know, I'll go talk to people. But it's always like, it is, <laughs> this is terrible, but it's always a mentality of like, it's a privilege to be in my presence. Oh, damn. <laughs> Which is why when I do take my time to go talk to somebody and they're not giving anything back, I'm like, the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, I did this for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're not appreciating it. So Right, right. It is a tragedy when I see that happen. <laughs> like, I'm like, nigga, you, you, do you know who this is? Like, why are you acting like that? Like, say something. What are you doing? Honestly, outside of that, I've seen you in action at events Mm -hmm. and it can be intimidating to see Mm -hmm. like when when you get comfortable when you get warmed up and you start talking and you start smiling and you start laughing and playing with your hair like it is Mm -hmm. it is very i could see that being intimidating Mm -hmm. like homegirl looks like she got some shit to offer (laughs) so she knows she has an answer to why would they be interested in talking to me Mm -hmm. you know and I think that it's important for people to have an answer to that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are asking it, and I understand why you would have an answer, and I think people t- generally do have an answer to that question, but they may they may doubt themselves a lot. Let's go. To, let's move on to the next one. Um. So the next one is average suburban mom. The pretty, the pretty standard fear of rejection that leaves me feeling like my dorky high school self instead of my adorkable adult self. Adorkable adult self. I love it. I do too. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we all have our interesting idiosyncrasies about us, and I don't think we should play those down i think you should definitely play those up because that's what makes you interesting like that's what makes you different from everybody else like don't be a basic bitch like show that you have something unique about yourself i like what she said about feeling like your old high school self Mm -hmm. I, i realize sometimes when i'm in a room and it'll happen like it even happened at pcap and you know it happens at every party there's just a moment where i feel completely alone Mm -hmm. um you know either i'm not talking to anybody or i'm not standing next to anybody and i'm just observing and in that moment i feel i don't feel i don't feel like my high school self i more so feel like my middle school self um (laughs) which was which was defined by isolation Mm -hmm. i think Uh, but it's interesting how we revert back to those moments in our childhood Mm -hmm. where we felt alone or shy or really insecure like those parts of us never really die Mm -hmm. and they and they kind of creep up in these moments i think that's really interesting right now i'm going to play a voicemail that was left for us you guys could probably tell who it is i have not try to play with someone in the lifestyle, even though I was attracted to them. And I didn't approach them out of fear of being rejected. I get 
rejected quite often in the lifestyle. So I do still have insecurities about being black, about being plus size, um, all of these things, not having a flat stomach, not having a juicy booty. I got titties for days, but no ass at all. So I think insecurity is the biggest reason that I, you know, I see people, I'm attracted to them, but that fear of being rejected definitely will stop me from playing with them. I think there is a ideal of how you should look in the lifestyle, like what kind of body type you need to have. Like if you're a guy, you got to have abs, you got to be ripped, that kind of thing. If you're a woman, you know, you got to have fat ass and, you know, the Coke bottle shape and all that kind of stuff, the flat stomach. And that's not the case. Like there's mad regular people in the lifestyle who are like doing a damn thing. And I'll even say, you know, for, for us, we are very average, like in terms of build, like I don't have a big fat ass like we make it look good <laughs> but you know it's not like a, you know a big video vixen ass I don't have a coke bottle shape I got some nice titties though I think you just like he's a play up the things that you like about your body I like a, I'm always gonna be showing some titties and at some point point in the night I'm just naked anyway but like I don't care <laughs> mm -hmm. especially after play and that kind of thing but I think rejection can be a, a tough thing to work through especially if it's something that you have to confront often but again I think you you just know that you're not everybody's cup of tea and not everybody is your cup of tea and just bring a confident energy with you and I know that's easy to say and mm -hmm. difficult to do. I'm thinking particularly of the racial component she mentioned. Mm -hmm. uh, and she, I, th I thought what she said was black plus sized woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm assuming that in some crowds mm -hmm. that you'd be more comfortable walking around with that, with that profile. Yeah. And in others, it's it could be somewhat of an anomaly. So I'm thinking, I've never been to Young Swingers Week, but for some mm -hmm. reason, I'm assuming, mm -hmm. I'm assuming that the body type would be very different from right, yeah, you know what you might see at Desire. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I guess the question I would throw at you is: Does the feeling or that confident feeling vary based on the racial? makeup of the crowd yes i would say absolutely and that's why like i'm so pressed a lot of the times to go to more diverse events so that isn't as much of the feeling right i think when we do go to events that are not diverse we're usually going as bomber and bell which is a somewhat a buffer at least for me which is a privilege that yeah i'm the one of two or three black women here, but I'm also the bell. So that's like, you know, mm -hmm. that comes with other stuff that makes it less uncomfortable. But if I'm somewhere where it's a majority event and I'm just myself, then it's always a concern. Like, well, is anybody going to be interested? Like, I'll be interested in somebody, but is anybody going to be interested in me? Mm -hmm. Or am mm -hmm. I just going to be like sitting here looking left and giving all these women the side eye that's looking at you? <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, as you were talking, I was thinking about how I engage like non-black crowds. Mm -hmm. So first, you know, there are certain women I will be attracted to. I, I will avoid walking up to them and approaching them because 
I have an idea in my head, and I don't think it's it's crazy mm-hmm. that there's like, let's say a a young twenty something blonde. Mm-hmm. Me as a black guy approaching a young twenty something blonde. Mm-hmm. Is so basic and typical and like, of course, this nigga have tried to, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it makes me feel a little gross. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with her, mm-hmm. but it's just so like, oh, Blacks on Blondes, nigga. That was a whole porn website. <laughs> really? Uh, okay. Yes. Blacks on Blondes. Yeah, yeah, niggas know what I'm talking about. Um <laughs> But it's sometimes it's the sh- it's the same with like a really cute Asian chick. Mm-hmm. Like it's so typical for like like you know Asian chicks tell you like black dudes approach me all the time, and I'm like mm-hmm. I don't want to be another one of them niggas. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's so typical that I just I won't do it because it just seems like something everybody's expecting. Yeah. So so I'll purposely avoid it mm-hmm. um, because it it says something about me that's too typical and mm. basic. So mm. sometimes that would stop me from approaching. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was that was interesting. Interesting racial dynamic there yeah. that, that I think about sometimes. All right, moving on. Next one. They're probably too cool for me. Yes, that comes from monogamous marriage. Have you ever heard, have you ever felt that? Like you ever look at a couple or, or single and they were just like, damn, they are just so cool. Yeah, I mean, I think this. (laughs) I actually remember. I remember this specifically. We were at Taboo, and there is this couple, this interracial couple, and the guy. I was really attracted to the guy, and they did. They seemed like they were just like just these really cool, like I don't know, kind of like hippie vibes, kind of you know. I drink matcha and (laughs) and, you know I align my chakras, kind of folks. Anyway. And so, but I was like, I wanted to talk to them and you went to talk to him and long story short, he wasn't interested and not because of me, but the, I, th- I think they were just their play, play style. Like they weren't really in the lifestyle or something, something I remember. Anyway, they weren't interested, but I was like, man, I wonder if it's just like, you know, we're not cool enough. We mm-hmm. just look regular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like we are not worthy of their space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've definitely felt that before. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to play another one that brings in a similar dynamic. Hey, Black and Kinky, this is Phoebe from Swinger University. And this is what keeps us from approaching people. For me, it is sometimes my insecurity of how I rate myself against another couple. For example, there's a super hot couple at PCAP in the pool They were professional bodybuilders, and I looked at them and I went, that's a 10, and I'm nowhere near the 10, and I don't look anything like that, therefore, they're not going to want to give me the time of day. As it turns out, we ended up walking up to them, and uh, they were, of course, the nicest people on the planet, and very thankful that we engaged in conversation with them. Yeah, we're often surprised that the people who seem unapproachable and how easy they are once you actually get to talking to them. So it's getting out of our own way and just, just walking up to them and talking to them. That was interesting. You know, one thing I want to say Mm -hmm. is I don't think I've ever approached a bodybuilding couple. Like if a couple was like on some real fitness shit, like sometimes, (laughs) sometimes it's a whole host of things. First of all, I don't even want to talk to you because if we talk and there's sexual chemistry and we end up in that bedroom, like (laughs) 
I know I'm gonna have to bring it and I don't know <laughs> like you might squeeze my whole body with your thighs or some shit just split me in half because my midsection isn't built enough <laughs> You know, like you might pick my ass up and just <laughs> completely emasculate me. Have you seen those videos? It's like a TikTok trend, like of women picking up their man and like yes. sitting them on the counter. Yes, yes, <laughs> That's hilarious. I won't do that to you. I promise. Well, I know you're not doing that to me. <laughs> I mean, I could. Uh, uh, we don't. We don't need to go down this path. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You don't think I can? Sure you can. Sure you can. No, you can. I'm I'm only like 200 pounds. Mm, like you, could, you, 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 don't, you don't have to <laughs> prove anything. Anyway, I think we talked about this when we talked about pretty pr- privilege. I think folks that benefit from pretty privilege find that there are couples that like they're attracted to, but realize like folks just will not come up to them will not approach them because they're afraid that the folks are afraid that they will feel like they're out of their league or whatever like that but yeah and granted there are some assholes out there but even if you see like they said even well like phoebe and ed said if you see a couple that you're attracted to and they seem like they are perfect specimens they probably are still interested like the lifestyle is all about novelty and variety um, mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And so, yeah, maybe she is tired of abs and she wants mm-hmm. a dad bod, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and trust me, abs do not determine the dick performance. So <laughs> don't not let that lead you all. astray. Yeah. I have been led astray. And <laughs> just don't do that to yourselves, ladies. <laughs> it may look good, but that don't mean nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, another thing is that the conversation may still be enough of an, a great experience, right? Even oh, yeah. if it doesn't, even if they're not attracted to you, which is totally fine. Mm-hmm. Like it could still be a great conversation. Yeah. Thanks for that from Swinger University. Next one. So the, I think the rest of these are, many of these are about um, people really assuming that their partners won't be interested or they're, they're thinking about their partners. And so sometimes that stops them from, approaching and we talked about that a little earlier so let's read the next one okay not your average mister says uh after all these years i am still less than 50 percent on guessing not your average mrs type and i don't want to put pressure on her so i might be crazy about the woman but i keep my mouth shut until i see her eyes sparkle yes because you approaching a chick without your partner having anything to look at that she can become the ultimate cock blocker so it's probably best i totally get this so we talked about this earlier so this is a good point we had another gentleman from our patreon mention something similar what did he say yeah i'm always hesitant on whether the lady will like the other couple's guy so until i get the go from her i chill mm-hmm. and sweet though we got some one from the sweet life that was similar let's just read that one out my partner's attraction to them. If it's not there, I won't make a move. She may have noticed something I missed that turned her off. So I pay attention to her reactions. She does the same for me. I, I thought this one was really interesting because the observation that she might catch something that turned her off is mm-hmm. really important here. Because what I said 
didn't have anything to do with observing your reactions to a guy. Like, I'm more so trying to guess, like, is this a chance worth taking? Yeah. And that's definitely something that's happened with us where the guy said or did something in conversation. And I was like, oh, nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd be like, well, what happened? I'm like, it's it's not going to work. <laughs> And then, and then that's it. And that can be, and and again, it's like you learn over time because Mm -hmm. if I had chemistry with the girl and, you know, me and you like stepped away and you were like, Hey, bomber, this guy's a dick. So (laughs) there's nothing happening here. Mm -hmm. And so now I don't even know how to engage the woman. Like (laughs) this is the thing I'm talking about and and why I, I avoid it because now it's awkward. And now she's like, you know, like, wondering what happened and i'm like it's it's hard like how am i gonna tell you that look my wife thinks that your husband is the scum of the earth and (laughs) she doesn't even know why you with this name you know i could just say uh my wife's not interested you know i can say that but even that's a little awkward so it's just it's there's a whole lot of shit that i just be wanting to avoid (laughs) (laughs) and it, it sounds like you know, Locke, you know, he, he he pays attention. And I feel like he's gone through this a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thanks for your responses. And thanks for the, the, the guys who, who sent in their responses about this issue. Let's move on to the next one. Sex on the Fringe says, most likely either I'm already interacting with someone and I'm not going to just leave this interaction to approach or they are, they are already interacting with someone and I have weird hangups about interrupting people. Sometimes, like, the timing just isn't right. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, has that ever happened? Like, I feel like there were, there, there were times where there was a couple and we were like, oh, let's talk to them. And they're like, oh, they're in the middle of a conversation. Hold on, let's wait. Mm-hmm. And then we're waiting and then we start feeling awkward. Like, damn, this, now I feel kind of lame. Now I feel yeah. like a loser. <laughs> yeah. Let's do something else. Let's, mm-hmm. let's pretend we're having a conversation. Let's get, go get another drink. <laughs> Fuck, my fucking cup is already full. That doesn't seem right. Let's get some water. Um, So I totally, I totally get that. Next one. Um, Mrs. Diamond says, I'd say somewhat similar to the others. There needs to be a four way. Fuck yeah. For us to move forward. Some couples, one partner is pushing the other. Sometimes one or both will zero in on one of us and not put effort to get to know the other. Those both cancel physical attraction. Yeah, the fuck yeah thing is is interesting because that goes back to this idea of like an enthusiastic yes. It mm. kind of goes back to consent. One thing that one thing that I heard recently about this though is that the idea of an enthusiastic consent it's like you have to be excited. It's almost like that's the assumption, right? You have to be excited. Mm-hmm. You got to yeah. be like, fuck yeah. But sometimes I feel like that doesn't leave room for, I don't know. I want to try this new thing. I'm just not sure about it. I want to try it. Yeah. But I'm not enthusiastic about it yet because I don't know how good it's going to feel, but I'm kind of in exploratory mode. Mm-hmm. And so what about the hesitant? Yeah. Like, do we give that room? <laughs> I don't know if you've ever, I don't know if there was a time where we were with a couple or we were thinking about playing or approaching a couple where you you were like, kind of like, maybe. I feel like that's most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, "Mm, we'll see. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, there's definitely times where I'm like enthusiastic, like, yes, like, fuck yes, let's do this right now. But there are definitely times where I'm like, "Mm, well, let's see how the conversation goes. Let's mm-hmm. see how dancing goes. Let's, you know, see what's going on after these drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see where things go. What would you say is the success rate is when you go when you go with maybe 
what has been our success rate. I definitely think it's like a 50-50. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. That's why I'm like, it's 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 worth it sometimes mm-hmm. to take that chance. All right, let's read the next one. This is Honey Spoon. We have traditionally aimed for a four-way connection, which has proven to be a challenge for us in finding alignment in couples because individually we seek different qualities or characteristics in partners. Mm-hmm. Which is fair. Thanks, Honey Spoon. Yeah. Sexy couple. So sexy. I am attracted to people who others generally also find attractive, so I tend to give them space because I assume other people are buzzing around them like flies, suffocating them. I also really like to be approached, so I hope for people to come to me. I already expressed my views about that. So, what can you say a little bit more about that though? When people come to you, what is that? What's going on in your head? You're showing your interest, like you're you're approaching me. You're making making your interest known. And that's attractive to me. Because it makes you feel something about yourself, right? Oh, yeah, of course. How do you feel about yourself? Like a bad bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a a validation of the bad bitchness. I love it. I love it. All right, next one. This is Razzmatazz Jenkins. (laughs) Their demeanor. For us, there's a fine line between playing it cool and being too eager. That's true. Yeah, Yeah, sometimes when dudes is too thirsty, this has definitely happened. Like, yeah, you're approaching me, but like, bruh, like, back the fuck up. (laughs) Like, Like, I'll have conversation, all that kind of stuff, but like, why are you like, not literally on top of my ass, but just like, you know, say hey, have a conversation. There's like this thing, um, this new concept, I don't know, it's new concept, but love bombing, like when you first get in a relationship and people, like a person like love bombs you, like, the, you know, they're giving you flowers and yeah, they're telling you, you're yeah. great, all that kind of stuff. And I feel like the, there's the simple, similar thing that can happen where you kind of get compliment bombed and person's like, oh, you're so beautiful. Like, you're so gorgeous. Like, I love your smile. I love everything. Blah, blah, blah. And it just keeps going. And it just like okay mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> like after a while like after the third or fourth compliment you're just like what am i supposed to do now <laughs> yeah i don't like excessive compliments yeah, I, 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 I really don't like that shit but it's just like play it cool like you know have some game don't be thirsty don't be thirsty like mm-hmm. just yeah <laughs> but i want to i want to talk about playing it cool for a second because there are some women that have the worst rest in bitch faces <laughs> and they're just like that like i knew many years ago it was i could not tolerate this there's some dudes that can i i cannot like if you like one of them one of these chicks that just they got their shades on and they just got a serious face and they just look as bad as they can be they're fucking glistening or whatever Mm -hmm. and they just they're just too cool for school Mm -hmm. like it it stops me in my tracks i can never approach a woman like that i I just can't like if i don't see her smile one time Mm -hmm. like i i just it doesn't work for me yeah so i'm more so on like too cool part like i can't i can't do it yeah all right next one along those lines black and swan says they don't look like fun such as not socializing dancing drinking and had they just have that don't come and talk to me look then why are you here we've been out and both parties have their arms crossed we've definitely seen this mm-hmm. like couples just like mad that they're out <laughs> like why did y'all come mm-hmm. if y'all just gonna be sitting here in the corner angry and sometimes i think that's because like the couple is new like this is a new experience for them mm-hmm. and they're just really unsure and and literally are afraid for people to come to come up to them and talk to them but yeah if you're you know if you're here to have a, t- a good time like sh- look like you have a good time 
look like you're going you want to have a good time i was just thinking about the scenario where we go into a party and no one is our type like (laughs) no one Mm -hmm. how do we behave at those parties oh we definitely look like the the couple in the corner that's like yeah don't come talk to me (laughs) (laughs) which is terrible but you know i don't i mean i don't know i feel like the last time we were at a party like that like we we start engaging each other and start cracking that's true yeah you know we just we just kind of isolate into mm-hmm. each other but you know that that attracts people they're like they want to know they want to know who we are still but yeah. like we're like you know fucking genitals are closed for business today <laughs> all right last one for play with k says honestly at many events it seems there are a there are groups of friends who already know each other. Sometimes it feels a bit clicky and it makes it difficult to approach people like asking to sit at the cool kids table in middle school lunch. Yeah. When I see the clicky shit, I, I, that, that does stop me in my track sometimes. But sometimes, cause I mean, we know, we just happen to know a lot of people in the lifestyle now. And sometimes like, I don't think folks are trying to be clicky. Like it just happens. Like you just see friends and you're like, Oh, you like, I want to talk to my friends. It's not like you're going to avoid talking to other people or it's not like you would exclude other people, but you're like, Hey, like, especially post pandemic. It's like, I just want to talk, hang out with my friends for a minute. Yeah, I mean, so you are right. Now, I was tempted to do a whole episode on this, and we might still do that. Mm -hmm. But I think when you see a click, there's like an assumption that they don't want anyone else to be a part of this Mm -hmm. part of this group. But, you know, a lot of people say they'll go to a party and it was really clickish and that's like a negative thing. Mm hmm. But if you are part of a clique and you go to a party, like you'll be like, yo, that party was the best party in the world because you went with your friends, motherfucker. <laughs> right, yeah. That's why it was so cool. Uh, but when you're part of a clique, do you fucking exclude other people like that right. want to meet y'all? Like you don't do that. No. I think some of the sometimes the things that happen is that in a clique, you know, you have your own little inside jokes and it might mm-hmm. seem like you're excluding everybody. But, you know, a clique is like a little subculture, their own language, their own experiences and shit. And sometimes mm-hmm. it could feel exclusionary but it really isn't you know yeah. most of the time it is not so but sometimes that can that can discourage people and we understand all right but we do appreciate everybody submitting their responses i think this was great i really you know i hope this was helpful for people to know that they're like not alone oftentimes we're stopping ourselves from approaching people because we have these assumptions and we have these goals. And sometimes it's best to just go in with a blank slate and mm-hmm. just be like, Hey, you know, start a conversation. It may, it may go absolutely nowhere, but you know, you miss 100% of the shots you do not take. That's right. So, yeah. And sometimes, yo, I'll, I'll say it like, I'll say it right now, like, you know, if you found somebody attractive and you didn't approach them, like, so what? I mean, honestly, there'll be other times. Like, mm-hmm. don't beat yourself up about that shit. Yeah. You are listening to the Black and Kinky Lifestyle Podcast. Hey, fellow BNK fans. I know y'all are enjoying the show, but damn, we have to wait a month for each episode. I don't know about you, but that's way too long for me. That is one of the many reasons I support Bomber and Bell on Patreon. They release content on their Patreon every week. 
I really can't get enough of their Pillow Talk episodes where they get real personal. It's like having a backstage pass to your favorite artist. It also doesn't hurt to have ready access to the Bell and the Bomber through their private chat. If y'all want to join in the fun, head to www.patreon.com forward slash black and kinky and donate a few dollars a month to keep the show going. I know it's for a good cause and all that, but I'm just trying to get my fair share of this sexy ass podcast. Speaking of which, I'm finna finish this episode. So we have like emails and shit that <laughs> we just let pile up. Mm-hmm. So we go read some of these out. Let's start with our first question. So is there a double standard on men for exploring sexually pertaining to sex acts and kinks? Society today acknowledges there's a double standard on women who had or have had multiple sex partners. But I feel men face a similar double standard in society with kinks and sexually exploring. I would say absolutely. Yo, this shit was so heavy. When I read this question, I was like, oh, my God, you right. (laughs) Like dudes can't do shit. Mm-hmm. Like we are like, you know, we are relegated to one kind of a blow her back out, nigga. Like that's <laughs> all you need to be doing as a man, man. Like you can't have, you know, some dudes out there like having a booty hole played with. It's mm-hmm. no big deal, man. There's so much shit that guys are depriving themselves of mm-hmm. because of, you know, because of this double standard. Like women could be out here buying sex toys and shit, going to like these BDSM workshops, you know, learning all this shit. Dudes don't really have nothing like that. I mean, things are changing a little bit. Like we got, you know, there are more varieties of sex toys for guys now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there hasn't been a lot of room for guys to just freely explore their sexuality, man. They get tore up on social media, yeah. you know. So, no, thank you for bringing this to our attention. Yes, there is a double standard on both sides. Next question. Last year, I fell down a rabbit hole after seeing a YouTube video of a white woman with BBC only and a downward arrow on her stomach. I I quickly figured out she was not that hyped up about the British Broadcasting Company (laughs) Corporation. (laughs) I do find this whole queen of space thing disturbing. As a Southern black woman, I see it as a black man treated as a commodity, even as they enjoy it. I also see it in context of the increasingly blatant racism in this country and the ever-growing numbers of black men who elevate white women while denigrating black women as low-value, masculine, and undesirable. Black women are rarely, if ever, the forbidden fruit. When have white men been denied access to black women? When have black women all skin tones and hair textures been widely heralded and celebrated as the universal beauty standard and treated like the prize. Other women get BBLs, lip injections and braids. They wear makeup to look darker An overweight black woman is a slob, but an overweight white woman is a pog. That ain't, you ain't lying. Um, I got some issues with that, but go ahead. (laughs) Uh, People uh, seem to prefer the copy to the original. Even worse, white women get real bold with their own racism and point to their obsession with black men as proof that they are not that way. And a pog is a fat ass white girl. Thank you for clarifying that. And (laughs) let me just say, ma'am, okay, (laughs) not every fat white woman is a pog. Okay, that's not true. That is absolutely. (laughs) not the case there's a particular kind of woman that gets that label Mm -hmm. but i i understand what she's saying do you have a response to this i mean i think you've heard my response (laughs) on this 
<laughs> yes and amen like i agree like yeah. yeah it's hella problematic yeah yeah the whole thing about the queen of spades thing is it it entirely eludes black women like black women can't even be a part of the culture yeah and that's that's you know, <laughs> that's interesting like it's more normative for white men to be part of this mm-hmm. like my wife's a queen of spades you know yeah, right. but like you what 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 role do black women have it's like nothing mm-hmm. right but i don't want to be a part of this bullshit you don't want a queen of spades tattoo on your ass absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not all right uh next question thank you for your question what really prompted me to reach out was as your mention of the multi-orgasmic man. I've been practicing the techniques in the book for a few months now and can regularly achieve non-ejaculatory orgasms. The first time I did it, Elle had no idea what was going on because I didn't tell her I was reading the book. I'm able to last longer and I love the feeling of bliss I have afterward. But as you alluded to, the biggest benefit I've gained has been a better relationship with myself. I'm more in tune with my body and better appreciate my own sexuality and sexual energy. It has been a cool journey so far. Thanks for bringing light to it. Awesome. That's so nice. Yes, yes. I'm so glad you read that book. So glad. So glad more people are reading this book. Fellas, please pick up this book. If you don't like reading, get the audio joint. It is one of these life changing books, I swear. Next question. I'm reaching out because we have a few observations and wanted your point of view. Number one, we are a couple looking for a couple to help us get our feet wet in the lifestyle, a couple who would initially be interested in a soft swap only play date. We are finding couples whose profiles say they want to make connections and friendships, but also say they are only interested in hard swaps. So we're wondering if it's realistic to think people will want to be bothered with us since we want to take remedial LS 099. (laughs) Number two, we have noticed that so many of the couples have a straight male and bi or bi curious female. Although I'm open minded, I'm not bi or bi curious. We were just wondering if it hinders potential connections in the lifestyle if I'm not bisexual. We noticed that the female portion of most couples are. Number three, we're going to our first LS club tomorrow. From all our research, we're unsure of the diversity to expect. We live in our area and we are wondering where the best places to meet other black couples in the LS are. Thank you for indulging us. I I mean, couples in the lifestyle are different. There are some that will not want to give a soft swap couple the time of day if they're a full swap couple. Mm Mm-hmm. And there are some who don't care. Like, yeah. you know, we we are one of these couples that don't care where you are in mm-hmm. the lifestyle, really. You know, as long as you're not into that bareback and shit, like, <laughs> <laughs> we are definitely, like, whatever. Think to each his own. I think it's just important to be, like, transparent about what your boundaries are regardless. Yeah. I would say the same thing. I would say, like, we've had a really hard time before and after pandemic um panini (laughs) (laughs) Uh, press panini to meet couples online and so i'd say you know jump to number three you're better off meeting a couple in person and seeing what the vibe is and you know letting them know hey we're just we're new we're soft swap is that okay i think you'll you'll find that you'll be able to get your feet wetter feet wet in that manner better for number two, I ain't gonna lie, y'all gonna have a hard time. <laughs> yeah. I'm not 
I have come out as straight, I think, as of last year. But I still don't say as straight. <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> I'm still like straight-ish. Like, I st- I, there are still women that I'm attracted to and I want to make out with and I want to suck on their titties and squeeze their ass. But, like, I still am very not interested in eating pussy at all but i am also still open to women eating my pussy so you know it's a conundrum (laughs) it is a vast majority of the women in the lifestyle are bi or are bi curious and there is an expectation um even though there should not be there is an expectation that the women will play together in some form of fashion and if that's not what you're into it's not what you're into that then that's fine and you shouldn't have to do that or be expected to do that but um a lot of couples will not be interested for that specific fact it's just you're it's just going to take time to find the right couple fit for you all because i think i think more women now are becoming more comfortable being like I'm straight and I'm not I'm just not interested into girls and that's great but it's still 80 yeah, not more than 80 90 percent of the women mm-hmm. are bi or bi curious yeah and the reality is that a lot of times for women the lifestyle is their route to exploring their bi side yeah like that is a lot of what drives the lifestyle and I'm not gonna lie like Y'all niggas out here with by wives are really winning. Like y'all are really <laughs> lucky dudes or y'all seem like lucky dudes to me mm-hmm. because that just gives you another route mm-hmm. to having a play, play experience. Mm-hmm. Like if the bell doesn't like the dude, it's over. Nothing's <laughs> happening. Yeah. But if the bell doesn't like the like if she was by, it's just like, oh, I could I could I could fuck with his wife, though. Mm-hmm. Like that gives an opening. There's something there. Right. So it's like there are these two points of opportunity there. Uh, but yeah, like the bell said, I'd, I'd say that the um, it, it does it does give you somewhat of a disadvantage in terms of making those connections. It shouldn't, but it does. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it does. But, you know, I I don't think this is super, I don't want this to sound too grim because the reality is even if you meet a couple out there that, you know, the play styles don't quite match, but they're still willing to, you guys still click and you're still like, can be friends Mm -hmm. um the friendships are important and i i i don't say that because i I don't want to sound like a fucking after school program about how (laughs) my friends are your friends and all that bullshit (laughs) but there is an advantage here in making friends in the lifestyle even if you're not going to play with them i don't want to make it sound like you're wasting your time here because i know some people think that way they're like fuck this friendship shit i'm trying to fuck i'm trying to smash (laughs) But the but the fact is that if you make friends, they may have friends that match your play, play style. Like mm-hmm. you don't know, like like your your network is important. Yeah. So I'd say just continue doing that. Like make make friends, and you know if your play styles don't match, that's fine. But yo, nine times out of ten, like somebody knows somebody that knows somebody that could give you the kind of connection that will be explosive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yo, keep engaging people. You know you're gonna run into a lot of bi women, and they gonna want to you know have you eat their pussy, and you're just gonna have to give them the bad news. Yeah. You know. I mean, even though I don't be eat- eating pussy, we still be fucking. Like, mm-hmm. like we be out here getting it in. 
Or we at least we used to. Yeah, you you act like we really been getting it. I don't know. Maybe I maybe I'm just not remembering a lot of shit. You don't. <laughs> you don't. We've had this discussion. <laughs> In terms of uh, where to go, I would oh, say sorry, yes. Yeah. Check out Taboo mm-hmm. and check out our new friends, Coastal Lovers, because um, they be popping and their parties are diverse. Yeah, out here in D.C. They're on SLS. Check them out if you're looking for, if you're in the D.C. area, you should know about this group. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Coastal Lovers, look them up. They Their their parties are worth checking out. Okay. All right. I I know y'all thought we weren't going to have a hit list, but we having a hit list. It's right now, baby. We in here. Let's go. Hit list. It's time for the hit list. The hit list is basically a list of folks, celebrities, semi-celebrities, people we just seen around the block that, you know, we might like to get down with. I've been watching P-Valley. You do not watch this show. Absolutely Um, not. It's actually, it's a really good show. I mean, besides like all the strippers and sex and stuff like that, like it's like the actual storylines are very good and they, they touch on some, some interest, good issues, interesting issues. Anyway, so my hit list person today is Tyler Lepley and he plays Diamond on P-Valley and I just, one, he's just extra sexy, but two, there's part of his character is like, He's kind of a spiritualist and he does some hoodoo and stuff like that. And I just really like that aspect of his character as well. And he's also, he's played in a lot of like B black movies and TV shows. Mm-hmm. So nothing particularly, no. Although he's, I think he's been in the haves and the have nots. But yeah, he's very sexy. Nice. Um, I think I saw his picture. He reminded me a little bit of the dude who played Ghost. Mm. Mm. um, no 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 okay (laughs) (laughs) he is a light-skinned dude with a big goatee yeah okay but they don't look alike (laughs) he has the same goatee though does he Mm. not have the same goatee i don't know that they have the same goatee all right whatever anyway you got a goatee you don't look like that not like that though it's different (laughs) like it doesn't go all the way up to my my um oh yeah 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 see now you know what i'm talking Mm -hmm. about all right, whatever. Yo. That would uh, look crazy on you, but anyway. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about it. And I was like, that would look crazy. All right, whatever. Okay. Uh, Tati Gabrielle is on my hit list, also known as Tatiana Gabrielle Hobson. She was born in the Bay Area, California. She starred in the in the Uncharted movie. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the baddest chick in that movie. She's absolutely gorgeous looking. So apparently, she's like half Korean and half black. Mm-hmm. They make some nice babies. I'm sorry that sounded racist. No, it was mad racist. But yeah, she's super super sexy. Um, if I saw her at a lifestyle party, I might not approach her because I think she's out of my league. Mm. You know, some people are just too damn pretty. Yeah. You understand what I mean? Like when I say mm-hmm. somebody's like freakishly pretty, it's mm-hmm. like, yo, I, I can't like, I can't just, I can't just, we can't just go to the movies together. Like, <laughs> like we have to like be on private jets and uh-huh. shit or on islands. Like you're just like too like too pretty good gorgeous looking so yeah uh let us know who your hit list targets are you can email them to us at black and kinky lifestyle at gmail.com yo 
We missed y'all. It feels like we hadn't released an episode in a while. But shout out to our one Patreon, our one new Patreon, Mrs. Guapa and Mr. Toro. Um, we appreciate your support. We appreciate all of our Patreon members. Appreciate the discussion in the band. And if you want to join our Patreon, uh, check out the bell. Give our outro. And we will be looking forward to talking to you in the next episode. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please do check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Black and Kinky. You can also find us under the same name on Cassidy, APG, Amore Getaways, and Patreon. Check us out on Facebook and YouTube under Black and Kinky Lifestyle. Feel free to email us at black, the letter N, kinky, lifestyle at gmail.com. Or call and leave a voice message at 937-462-0744. Bye. Black and Kinky. Black and Kinky. Black and Kinky Lifestyle.